Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. Welcome back to the Commercial Property Investors Podcast, where we aim to give you the knowledge and confidence to move from residential investment into commercial property investment. And I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. And this week, I'm going to be sharing my top 10 tips on how to get started in commercial property investment. I'm not going to give you loads of technical advice this week. I just want you to think about the question of what should I be doing now? What can I actually do today to start this process? And it is a process which you need to go through, and I'm going to take you through that today. It takes time and thought process to actually work out what your strategy investment criteria are actually going to be. So think of it this way. We should be asking ourselves why, and then we buy. But for many of us, we just buy, and then we ask why later. We see what we think is a great deal, and we just can't help ourselves, and patience takes over. Are you sometimes like that? Perhaps you started your residential um, investment career with the same way and once you learn more, you realise that not every deal will produce the results you were actually looking for. I mean, I've come across lots of residential investors who have bought their first three, four, five, six properties and are all excited, but by the time they get to their 10th or their 12th, they think, see those first five or six, they actually weren't that good. And in commercial, it can be the same. So the good thing to do in commercial is to spend a wee bit more time working up your strategy and your investment criteria from the off. So, of course, there are many different types of commercial property investment strategies out there. And you can choose one or more more than one to actually help reach your personal goals. But returns in capital growth and income, which are fantastic, can be fantastic in this don't always come together it's not impossible you do need to work out strategies that will give you both if that's what you want but investing in commercial is more complicated than in residential but there's nothing you can't actually learn so from our point of view residential property investment and buy to let is where we started but after a few years we wanted to get some more scale and that's when we moved into the commercial investments and our first investment was a small multi-let property. It had about 20-odd offices, 25 offices for different commercial users. And we sold a couple of residential units to help finance that. But that doesn't have to be the first deal. It's just the first one that came, across, came along for us. It might be that there's a smaller lot size out there that's going to suit you where you live, near where you live, something where you can learn how this process works. And maybe, just think about it, maybe your own business could be your first tenant. Maybe that's a way of getting in. But anyway, just before you grab the first commercial property deal you come across and spend some time getting up to speed, here are the top 10 tips on how to get ready and then get started. 
A good knowledge base, of course, will always reduce the risk of taking on something you may regret later. So, number one, let's invest time in finding out about lots of different commercial strategies. And it's really important at the start to think, are you going to be an active investor or a passive investor? And the same question can be asked when you're doing residential. So the first option, if you're a passive investor, are you actually just looking for a return on your money? Effectively, an interest rate. Do you want a hands-off deal? And you can definitely get those in commercial, and that's often where most people visualise commercial. It's, it's buying a high street shop that's got a 5% yield or 10% yield, and it's basically an, an investment with a long-term lease that will give you a return on your money. There may be some of you that want to be active investors, and that's really where I tend to focus on these um, podcasts, albeit a lot of what I'm talking about today suits both strategies. But it's important to work out which side of the camp you want to be in. So the second part, of course, is being active, and it's a way to build value and capital growth. So think about it this way. The market, if you buy, if you buy a shop in your local city, in the high street. The market dictates the ups and downs by determining the yield, which you have no control over. So once you have a property and it's set to let on a long lease, the yield and the value will go up and down depending on the market and macro factors, which you can't affect. And that's the way commercial works, especially if you're going for a long leased property. But if you want to be an active investor, perhaps you're looking to add value and you're looking to increase your capital growth. And there are lots of ways of doing that. But you just need to decide. And of course, being a passive investor can take a lot less time investment. Being an active investor takes a lot of more creativity and a lot more time. So there are many different ways to invest in commercial, of course, and some people will just invest hands-off completely by investing in property funds. And right now the stock market is down, so maybe this is a good time to look at investing in those funds. Other people will do joint ventures. They'll lean on other people's um, experience and knowledge. But in the main, I'm talking about direct investment. So this could be into offices, retail units, leisure, industrial storage, workspace, hotels, nursing homes, you name it. There's loads of different um, different types of property out there. But you have to expand what you know in order to be able to actually work out what might match your desired outcomes. I mean, for instance, it, it's just it might be no use investing in that high street location with a 25-year lease if you want to increase the value of your portfolio and your capital element. It might be, though, that you have quite a bit of money and that's what you want to do. You want to park and hold, and that's fine too. Chances are the yields will be lower, but you can still get good investments. So, as I said earlier, passive and active are two fundamentally different approaches, but all of this list will work for both of you. So the second thing, what can commercial property actually do for you? And this is the bit where you need to go and do a little bit of homework and work out what it is you actually want. And I alluded to it a little bit earlier on, which is time and money. Those two factors are things that fundamentally influence your investments. So what can they do for you based on where you are right now? So as an example, if you have quite a lot of money, 
that you've made from another business or inherited or whatever it's come from, but you're wanting to look to invest that money to create a good return on your investment as you go along, but also perhaps lift in terms of capital value over the long term, then that may be something that's more on the passive side. And you might be able to find some individuals out there who can help you find those types of assets. But you might also be coming at it from a different perspective, which is where I came from, which is, okay, I can see how you could make some income, but how do I add value? How do I create more capital through commercial property? And believe me, there's definitely ways of adding lots of capital value to your portfolio, but it does take more time. Maybe not so much money, but it takes more time. So it's that balance between time and money. And you just have to have a think about that. Which is it you're after? Is it more time? Is it more money? Is it both? And don't look at this over the next 12 months. You need to be looking at this maybe over the next five years. But this gives you a framework to make your judgments on opportunities as they come up. So for an example, if a doer-upper comes up, actually that takes time. But maybe that's something you have that you can invest as opposed to the money. But whatever it is, you need to focus in on what's going to make the difference to you and your family. So what can the commercial property do for you and what perhaps is the best way for you to approach it based on where you're at? And that will lead you into choosing your actual strategy. And that's point number three. Choose a strategy. So now that you've worked out what you want, you can choose strategy or strategies that will provide it for you. So for instance, is it a single occupant uh, building? Is it a high street shop? Are those in city centres where maybe the yield's slightly lower, maybe 5 6%, but where you have a lease that's going to hold on for 20 years? Or is it perhaps in a secondary town with somebody who's perhaps not quite a high street brand, it's maybe a, a startup business or a, a local business, but the yield's maybe 10%. So you have to have a think about these different things and also the sectors. Is it industrial? Is it leisure? Is it offices? Is it perhaps our commercial strategy, which is multiple occupancy? I'll go into that in a future episode, of course, but there's lots of different ways of tackling this. But you need to pick some strategies that are going to work for you. And understand the price you're going to have to pay. Can you afford to pay? And of course, I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about time and headspace, the creativity. So think of those when you're trying to choose your strategy. There are some great returning properties out there, of course, that will give you great return on investment. But if you want to increase your return on investment, you can definitely get into double figures, which is possible. But this is where you're going to have to put in more than just money. So the fourth thing, meet people online and offline who are actually investing in commercial property. Investing in property does not need to be a solitary Um, thing. It is a team sport. So surround yourself with people who are actually already successful in this area. And that's the way you can get good at it and quickly. And maybe try and learn from their mistakes. So reach out. It's a great time just now to reach out online. Find people already um, investing in the type of sector you want to invest in. Approach them. Ask them how they got started. Find out what's working for them. You'll be amazed at how many people are willing to give that information. So the fifth thing, contact commercial agents, but actually, specifically, contact local independent commercial agents. Because, as you know, there are 
lots of residential sales agents. Quite often they can be local branches rather than nationals. Sometimes they have a department dealing with local commercial deals as well. So if you've built up a good relationship with your sales agents for Resi, why not ask them for an introduction to the guys that are in the commercial side? I do remember this didn't really work for us. I I asked the guy that was really helping us for Resi, um, I'm thinking about doing some commercial. I'd like to try and up my game. Can you introduce me to the commercial side? And then after a long period of time, I finally managed to get actually have that meeting. And at the meeting, I was told, Jerry, there's um, there's only a few people actually invest in this particular um, sector in the local area. So if actually any deals come to market, they've already been analysed. They're probably no good. And I would stick to residential. So it wasn't the best introduction. But I would suggest you still ask because... The current market may well dictate that the commercial agents are going to be looking for buyers because they're probably going to have an oversupply and less demand. So the thing about local agents is they can be more hungry. They often have their ears closer to the ground and they can show you good deals even if they don't realise they are good deals. So some of the national guys like Jones Lang LaSalle and um, Rydens and various other national companies, they they will give you deals or you will find deals on their websites, but they take longer to build that relationship and they may be less hungry to deal with you because you're not local to where they are. So I would seek out the local independent agents, um, find the ones that are hungry, find the ones that are maybe not been in business for too long, are trying to make a name for themselves. They will give you the time. And if, of course, you start doing deals with them, they will start bringing you more deals. So the sixth thing, when it's possible, physically go out and look at some real life deals. The best way, of course, is by doing. And when you get out and swim, you're going to start to learn other things. By getting out physically and looking at analysing deals, you're actually going to learn and understand the rules of engagement in commercial property investing, you're going to start building relationships, you're going to start finding things out. Because commercial property is not an overnight thing. You do need to start by getting out there. So you'll notice we're on number six here, and I haven't said go and buy something. There's lots of things you could be doing to prepare yourself so when you do buy something, you make the right choice. So in terms of actually finding deals, I've always found it encouraging the commercial property market is not very transparent, which can mean great investment opportunities can often be disguised as bad ones. So go out and have a look around. Don't turn your nose up at buildings that don't look good. Because as a really good mentor always said to me, it doesn't have to look bonny. What are the numbers? He often achieved returns of 18, 20% plus because he was not investing with his eyes, he was investing with the figures. Because if the building doesn't look good, it doesn't necessarily mean it won't have good return. It depends on what the clients want. So remember, it takes time, start now. So the seventh thing, find a commercial property mastermind or an education platform to speed up learning. So this is all about learning from others. There's nothing better than learning from others, of course, who are going down the same path. The shared learning means you can pick things up much faster than when you're working on your own. And over the years, I've been involved in 
business incubators and accelerators and, and lots of different mastermind groups. And I've seen how peer-to-peer support can lift everyone's belief and aspirations. So think about this. Conditioning from an early age really does affect your outlook. So everyone has the same 24 hours. How is it that some people manage to achieve way more and some people manage to achieve way less? So have a think about this. You may, you may, have, you may be in a mastermind. And it may be uh, it's just a group of people that don't actually know they're in a mastermind. You just get together regularly. You discuss deals. You maybe discuss opportunities. And so you may think, for instance, in that group that two houses a year is, is a good level of growth. And your colleagues n- may think the same thing. So after two, three, four, five years as a portfolio of 10 houses. Fantastic. But what if one of the people in the group had the belief they could add 30 properties in the next year. And then not only that, but two months in, they'd already managed to add five. Now, you have heard stories about that, I'm sure. People can do it. So if there was somebody in your group who was doing that right in front of your eyes, how would that alter your perception of what is achievable? So think back again to the group or the people that you associate with right now, or indeed you have associated with throughout the adult part of your life, that conditioning affects how you think. So the good news here is you can change that conditioning. It's up to you. It's something you can physically actually change by associating with others, by finding a mastermind or a platform where there's people that are perhaps going at the speed that actually you would like to go at. Because the aspiration and the accountability that comes from working together is phenomenal. So the eighth thing, reach out to sources of commercial finance. Because, of course, finding a deal is great, but let's make sure we can finance it. And it is a little bit more tricky than residential lending. I appreciate that. Partly because the pool of lenders is smaller than resi. I did cover this a little bit in the last in the last podcast, but there are specialist commercial finance brokers out there. Reach out, say hi. Better still, of course, take them a project, work through the numbers. Find out on LinkedIn, look on the on Ask Uncle Google for different agents, commercial finance brokers. There are quite a lot of them out there. Ironically, most of our fundings actually come through traditional lending through a high street bank. But that's because over the years we've built up a relationship with them and they understand our model. And it may be the same with you. And perhaps, perhaps the next residential or next two residential properties you buy, you should maybe consider using a high street bank. And lending might not be as low in terms of the interest rate, but it opens the door to dialogue with the high street bank, who would then perhaps look at commercial with you because they understand and have worked with you. On saying that, we have raised quite a bit of finance over the years through um, joint venture and investor finance, which can be really useful in commercial, particularly if it's from a friendlier source. Because moving in commercial with banks and perhaps the more traditional finance sources can be a little bit more restrictive because they can't move so fast. So having a friendly investor or or joint venture partner can allow you to act quickly, particularly if opportunities are going to start coming up in the next few weeks and months um, as this 
current economic climate is dictating. So it could be that your joint venture finance could be in the form of a loan or equity, but do bear in mind a loan with interest is more cost-effective than shares because you would be paying the interest to the joint venture partner before tax. This is if you're using a limited company. And if you're paying through equity, well, the share dividend is paid after tax. It's not a huge difference, but it does make a difference. Ideally, if somebody takes equity, the actual finance, if you're paying interest on it, is through a loan. And that way, the interest is before tax. Anyway, getting a bit technical. Number nine, narrow your focus. So once you've worked through this process, have a look for commercial projects that are going to work for you and suit your now established investment criteria. So once you've figured out what is important to you, a couple of strategies might start popping out that are going to deliver it. And have a look for what potential projects, what are they going to look like to help you achieve this outcome? It's time to start searching the internet. Hit the road. Get close to your contacts. The deals are out there to be found, often, as I say, hidden under problems or perhaps even in ugly buildings that others are finding difficult to work out what to do with. Having focused on what is right for you will be easier, of course, to sift through these projects and work out which are going to be worth a fuller investigation. It effectively works as a filter because having an approach where you're just out there looking at everything is going to make it difficult to find the deals that are really going to make a difference to your actual goals for your family and for your life. So work on the investment criteria. Work on the, the factors that are going to affect what you're looking at, the types of projects that you're going to be looking at. The last thing, number 10, learn fast and cheap. Some of us like to buy now and ask later, or sorry, ask why later. So for some, it's our preferred way of learning, but actually ask why first and then buy later. Deliberately start small if that is your way, of course. If you find yourself impetuous, just make sure you start small so you can learn fast and cheap. It helps to build big portfolios. Don't dive straight in to big, scary deals. Plan. Perhaps plan for five years for commercial. I mean, I have met a few people over the years with big million-pound plans, but years later, they've still not started whilst other students that I've worked with have started small and they grew in all aspects. By starting small, you can develop skills, knowledge, financial savvy, funding options. You can develop those funding options. You can build your portfolio. So start small, learn as you go, learn cheap. So that was the last one. But just a couple of other things. There are technical aspects, of course. And I said at the start, I'm not going to get really technical in this. This is just an overview. But there are technical aspects of commercial property, which can be learnt. So my point here is don't get scared by all the jargon people will start throwing at you. Some people will start testing you by talking in riddles. <laughs> They'll start talking about VAT. And of course, most people know about VAT. But is every commercial building VAT registered? Or has it all, have they all been elected to tax? No. Uh, the recent purchase we made, substantial purchase, the building hadn't been elected to tax. It's important to know these things. Business rates, 
capital allowances. Is it a trading as a going concern? Um, what are the tax strategies? What are the rules on toupee? Insurance, commercial finance, deposits, loan-to-values, tenant covenant, FIR leases, dilapidations, planning classifications, pension investing, for your SAS, all these sorts of rules. These are just to name but a few. Don't get discouraged. Don't worry, you don't need to know them all straight away. These are all pieces of the jigsaw. But as the puzzle comes together, the picture will become clearer before it's completely there in front of you. So start small. These things will come to you. So in a quick summary, it is about preparedness. What can you actually do to get ready to invest in commercial? Well, number one, invest time in finding out about lots of different commercial strategies. Number two, what can commercial property actually do for you in terms of time and money? Think about that for a bit. Are you going to be a passive investor or an active investor? Number three, choose your strategy. Create your own investment criteria, which will then help determine what types of deals you're going to be looking for. It will allow you to discard those that are not going to help you get what you want. And equally, it's going to allow you to focus in and spend your time on those that will. Number four, meet people online and offline who are investing in commercial property. Learn, become a sponge, find out ways that are working for other people. The fifth thing, get out there and meet, speak to Go online, find local independent commercial agents. They are going to give you great knowledge of the local market, but equally they'll give you good deals. Number six, physically go and look at some real live deals. Nothing like getting out in the swim. Seven, find a commercial property mastermind or an education platform on the internet to speed up your learning. Get to a point where you're much more comfortable with all the different aspects of commercial. Eight, start reaching out for sources of commercial finance. I went through those in the last podcast. It's really important to try and get some of these things lined up first. Number nine, narrow your focus. Find a commercial project that works for you, one that suits your investment criteria, and then go out and find a project. Learn fast, learn cheap, start smaller. So, for further information, Join the Facebook group to meet others who are also on their commercial property investment journey. The Facebook group is called Commercial Property Investors. You'll find the page and from there you can click on the link to join the group. If you're in a hurry, of course, then just get in touch with us, see how we can help. And remember, you are in charge of your context and your conditioning. Are you limiting yourself by what you're surrounding yourself with? If so, you can actually do something about it. So force yourself to get out of your comfort zone and expose yourself to some of these new ideas and inspirations. That's the best way to learn. Get out in the swim. So I hope this has helped. If you think this is going to help anybody else, you know, please share the podcast. We'd be delighted if you could, or indeed if you could give us a review. So until next time, this is Jerry. Thank you very much. <laughs>